This afternoon we'll be continuing to explore the Brahma Viharas and in particular uh, the uh, continuing with uh, loving kindness with Metta. And what I'd like to introduce maybe to some of you and for others of you it might be uh, uh, something that is a refresher, something that you're already familiar with, is a way of practicing loving kindness that is uh, spelled up out in the suttas, in the in the nikayas, the, these early texts of um, of, uh, of Buddhism. So I want to share with you just the unfolding of one of these suttas where we find this, because I find the the story striking, and it reveals something to me about the the feeling sense of of loving kindness that I I find so inspiring, and it comes from the uh, Tavija Sutta. And in that discourse, um, it takes place in these young Brahmins. They're hanging out. They're having a conversation. And their conversation is about how do we become one with Brahma? So they're talking about this, you know, this the sense of becoming one with Brahma. And then they decide to go ask the Buddha, how do we do this? How do we become one with Brahma? Because they're Brahmins. This is uh, something that's in their worldview. And the Buddha says, well, if you want to become one with Brahma, then you should practice the Brahma Viharas, right? <laughs> that's where he's hanging out. <laughs> that's his abode. <laughs> the loving kindness, you know, the compassion, the appreciative joy, the equanimity. What I love about this, and uh, there's one scholar that feels like this is where we get this phrase, Brahma Vihara. It comes from a relationship and communication. Like the Buddha, the, what I'm so touched by is this fluidity of being able to to meet people and in their worldview. So here he is, like, oh, I can get down with this, being one with Brahma. And this, this is how you do it. <laughs> And so for me, there's something really alive about that language, that it happens out of uh, relationship in this manner. And then towards the end, I'll be getting into more of the specifics, because the specifics really are specific practice instructions, is, is a way of taking it. Is he, he, he says, you know, if you practice this way, then what it is, it's this... Uh, uh, it's getting this taste of liberation, liberation of the heart, chetto vimuti, or uh, chetto can be translated either as, it comes from chitta, so it could be either heart or mind. So it's the liberation of the the heart through the cultivation of loving kindness. And I find this interesting, because chetto vimuti is also used for complete liberation and some people when they read this feel like that this these two can lead to complete liberation and others feel like it's the, the the taste of liberation even if it's temporary why I find this helpful when I'm practicing loving kindness is it situates it helps my mind situate freedom in a different way which has been helpful and important uh, because uh, I think sometimes I have these uh, 
maybe these secret notions that I keep in the back of my mind that once I become fully awakened, life's just going to be more pleasant. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to admit that, but I, I think I kind of hold that hope out that <laughs> life won't be as difficult in some manner. And especially when, you know, I, I got into uh, meditation practice through um, b- both uh, for better and for worse through drugs, through hallucinogens that kind of opened something up for me in a really profound way and I just admittedly was also doing them because I was suffering a lot and I didn't know how to cope with my suffering so I was trying to get, uh, to, to get a, uh, rid of it which actually didn't help you know, in terms of that, at least because there was an abusive quality to it but what it did, uh, having that entry, which again, I'm really grateful for those, uh, those opportunities, is that I, was, um, I, I could also be secretly looking for some big experience. Even, even when I got into meditation and, and uh, I, I was being told something differently, my mind was still looking for the big experience. And yet this is pointing to something different in the sutta that really... All freedom is, is it's like, it, it's, the, it's the freedom for my heart to freely love, to be unencumbered so it can be filled with kindness and love. And sometimes that is really a dramatic experience, and sometimes it's kind of just, you've probably noticed, it can be kind of subtle and smooth, where the mind, it isn't hooked by anything, and yet there's just a kind of a cool, kind of calm quality of kindness there. And I find this inspiring, you know, to, to have a vision of liberation that uh, uh, opens up the possible possibility for my heart to be able to fully love. Maybe, maybe it's just that of what this leads to. So what is this way of practicing? The Buddha says, one abides. Again, coming back to this sense, and this will be emphasizing this. It's like I'm just lingering. I'm hanging out with this feeling of kindness. And I'm going to be inviting you to prime this with whatever works. So we'll begin, we'll settle in. And then I'm going to be inviting you. What's the, either the image, or you could use the phrase, a phrase, or a memory of someone or some being that is immediately evokes the sense of kindness or warmth. So it could be a friend, it could be a pet cat, it could be a dog, it could, it could be anything. It could be a word. It could be the word love. I remember, because much of this I get from this, uh, from uh, Bhikkhu Analio, and he shares that uh, loving kindness was super difficult for him. And then one day he was hanging outside and these two little squirrels scampered by him. And it was just that image that he started to use to evoke this sense of kindness, of warmth. It was anything that gives that spark. And with any practice, right, you're going to find something that's going to maybe give a little bit of a spark and it might be kind of kind of uh, really have some momentum to it, and other times not, and that's just the way it is to practice. 
so to begin there, so we start with the spark, and then we, uh, it's this uh, sense of just lingering with that that feeling, and then I'm allowing the body to be suffused, to be drenched in this feeling of kindness. And then the Buddha recommends to uh, suffuse um, in these different directions. So it's like then I begin to allow my heart to radiate this feeling of kindness either maybe in front of me or behind me or to the sides. You just start with one direction. And then a second direction, a third direction, and a fourth direction. So right in front of me, behind me, to the sides, and then above and below. And the way sometimes I'm imagining this, remember there's a place to use just a little bit of imagination to allow something to come alive. Is the image that sometimes that comes to me is some kind of like light bulb where it's just like the, the, the rays of light are radiating in all these different directions. And I'm just there hanging there and just allowing that to, to course through me and then going out as far as it likes to. And then I'm radiating in all of these directions to all beings. And when we do this, I invite you not to worry how, quote unquote, how far it is going. It's just allow, it's like I'm just allowing myself to be the light bulb. I'm just going to turn on the switch. Maybe at times like it's just kind of more like a, one of those um, solar lights that isn't super bright, but still is good. <laughs> Small carbon footprint. Other times it's like really radiating. It doesn't matter. I just flip the switch and just allow it. So sometimes it might feel like it's just like going out so far. And other times it might be just lingering around the body. And then the Buddha gives to them a simile. And the simile is, uh, it's just like a trumpeter, somebody playing the trumpeter, a trumpet, with little difficulty. So this is important. Anybody? I tried to play the trumpet. <laughs> little difficulty is not the two words I would use for it in terms of radiating the sound. <laughs> so I have to imagine there's like this uh, instrument that I'm playing that's, that is effortless. And then it works like sound does. It's radiating in, in, in these other, in, in these all directions, in, in all of these directions. So it'll be just that. It's just abiding, settling, and allowing. It's like allowing the heart to radiate in these in these all these directions. So this is what we'll be exploring. I want to give a little bit of a context and then also uh, share a little bit about how you might want to utilize this uh, as a foundation. First of all, a reminder, this is simply a practice of inclining the mind in a particular direction. And sometimes there's a lot of metta, sometimes just a little bit. What what matters is I'm practicing this practice of inclining the mind in a particular direction. This is what I'm practicing. It's in going in this direction, so then I incline it in another direction, in the direction of kindness. And as you've probably noticed from practicing the uh, the Brahma Viharas, 
it's going to feel different than um, when you're kind of just doing the insight meditation, when I'm just being with what's arising. Where I'm deciding to bring up a particular state of mind rather than notice mind states coming and going. So it's important to know that part of practice, really this is the way the the Buddha uh, frames the entirety of practice, even though in in the modern context we frame it differently, is that it really is this sense of continuing to shape the heart and mind moment after moment. I'm shaping how the mind is perceiving experience. And so, as I said in, in that talk, is, is that I'm, in my last talk, is I'm, uh, I'm perceiving an ex- experience in a different way. I allow for a different way of perceiving that can begin to allow for a different way of being in the world. This is how loving kindness works. For me, sometimes what I'm doing on retreat is I'm using this uh, uh, to help inspire me also in what I'd call the context of our community here, this community of silence, where I come in and I do this meditation of radiating loving kindness during this practice, and then I feel like my system's a little bit primed for what I'd call the in-between times. And some of you might already be doing this when I'm in the dining hall when I'm walking to my room, when I walk into uh, the hallway here or I'm in one of the uh, walking rooms and I'm allowing myself to, to have this kindness to my fellow yogis, to my fellow practitioners. The reason I find this helpful is that when I'm on retreat... Uh, how to clearly say this? Maybe just to be straight up, like my mind can get so incredibly neurotic around being other people. Around other people, I don't know if you've noticed this. I'm walking around, and then like it's it, in the silence. Like I'm convinced that everybody is judging me. You ever have that feeling? <laughs> it's like, oh my god, I just want to hide somewhere. <laughs> And there's that sense of like, oh, I know they're thinking about me. They really are. And they're thinking bad thoughts about me. I know it. I know my teacher says something different, but I know it. <laughs> and it can feel so real, that sense. And underneath that is, is I'm just scared. I'm afraid around one of a, one of the bigger threats for this mammal that I am, which is this sense of being kind of kicked out of the tribe, to be excluded, to have that feeling of not belonging. Like that's a that's a core thing, and my mind is there, and it can take anything, you know, a, a, a turn towards me or a turn away from me anything to validate that perception. And then if it's, it's not that, sometimes it's just the other thing where 
my mind just gets in the loop of judging others about things I don't know anything about them. <laughs> you know, I see one thing and then already there's something wrong with that person. And then if the mind's not doing that, then it's judging myself for the judging. Right? This is the community context. And what we've been sharing again and again, of course, is to notice those mind states, to be with them. And what I want to propose is how powerful it is to learn how to incline the mind. Yes, I need to tend to those hurts and wounds and the judging mind. Sometimes, sometimes I need to really slow down with that. And other times it's like, okay, there's that perception, and I can perceive this community in a different way. Not as a way of neglecting these these states of mind, these qualities of heart, but having the ability to perceive differently. It can be so uh, powerful, at least it has been for me, to have a different option that I I can't completely control it, as you probably know by now. But I can uh, open that doorway, and then sometimes the heart moves through there. And maybe just one more thing around this. One of the perceptions I add to this, and again, some of you might uh, be able to relate to this or not, is, again, I'm utilizing perception. I have this feeling of kindness, and and one of the things I perceive, because on in, in one level it's really quite true, is, oh, I'm surrounded by my kin, my family, in the best sense of that word. That's, that's important. <laughs> Oh, this is family, this is kin. I remember this coming to me when I was uh, traveling in an airport where it was like, oh yeah, this is a, such a cool way to, to, to practice this, especially with people I don't deeply know. And to feel that. And again, remember, this is just one suggestion of a way of practicing having what we're going to be doing as a foundation and then going into it. And remember, it's not the end-all, be-all. At times it might really resonate, and other times it might not feel appropriate. Okay, so we'll begin in uh, just a minute here. And since ease and relaxation is so... Important. It really is really so important for the practice of the Brahma Viharas. Is if you need to, I invite you to stand up if you need to, or stretch your legs just so that there's so much ease and relaxation. If you feel like you don't need to do that, uh, feel free just to stay where you are. But it can be really helpful just to move the body a little bit to make sure that there's just ease. So much ease when we begin this. We want to prime that as much as possible. Even moving a little bit if you need to. It's also a nice way to come into the body by caring for the body through movement.
And now, if, uh, if you haven't already done so, allowing the attention to come inward. And you might want to begin with more of an open focus of attention of by just feeling the entire body. Just a very soft focus, a soft opening to the feeling of the body. I now invite you to allow the body to relax, allowing there to be ease. Finding the places where it's helpful to relax, like loosening the jaw maybe, or the muscles in the face. Or maybe the hands. Or allowing the pelvic floor to settle downward and open. I now invite you to begin to sense into your heart center right there where your sternum is. And if it helps, you can put a hand there just to feel that part of your bodily experience. And to begin by checking in, how is the heart right now? It might feel open and settled. Or it might feel a little guarded or hesitant. Or energized. Just opening and acknowledging to the heart center, feeling it however you find it to be.
I now invite you to evoke something that brings forth this sense of friendliness or warmth or kindness. So this can be an image like a pet or a friend. It could be an iconic figure, maybe Nelson Mandela or Mother Teresa or Martin Luther King. Or maybe it's a phrase that helps nurture this feeling of kindness in the heart. So allowing this feeling of kindness, of friendliness, to begin to grow, allowing it to fill the heart in some way. As it said, to make much of it as you linger with the feeling of kindness that's being evoked by a phrase or an image. And just enjoying that, savoring that. Allowing that feeling of kindness or allowing that image or phrase to even put a slight smile on your face. I now invite you to begin to allow this feeling of kindness to suffuse the body so that it's radiating from your heart through the whole torso and maybe through the arms and legs, the neck and head. Filling the body and you might even feel it undulate and reverberate as you breathe in and out. 
I now invite you to allow these vibrations of kindness to begin to expand further, begin to go further than the body itself, as if the loving kindness begins to seep out of, begins to vibrate and radiate out of the body, feeling it radiate out in front of you and behind you. Radiating to the sides, the left side and the right side. And above and below. As if you're this sphere or some kind of light that's emitting these vibrations of loving kindness in all directions. Simply surrender to this. Rest there. as this field of loving kindness is being created through radiating it in all directions. If you lose contact with the feeling of loving kindness, just go back to that image or a phrase, anything that evokes that feeling. So fine to begin again. You can do this so many times. Contacting the feeling, allowing it to fill the body and radiate from out, uh, outward from there.
If you're feeling just a very little quality of loving-kindness, that's okay. Savor that, linger with that quality. If you feel no kindness, that's okay too. Can you be tender with yourself, soft with yourself, if that's the case? When the mind gets lost in thought, so okay. Just begin again. Finding the image, the being that evokes that sense of love and savoring that, allowing it to suffuse the body and to radiate outward from there in all direct directions.
allowing the heart center to be suffused with love, allowing the body to be filled with love as well. allowing it to delight the heart and mind by also supporting it with a slight smile and then allowing for it to radiate outward as you simply rest there in this quality quality of radiating kindness in all directions. Radiating loving kindness in all directions, above and below and all around. Allowing it to spread effortlessly, easefully as you rest there.
having the willingness to simply begin again if you lose contact with that feeling of kindness. That creature, that being, that phrase that evokes that feeling of warmth or friendliness for you in the heart. And then allowing it to fill the heart and body and to radiate outwards. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.